1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the new Badlands, the only podcast out there that is 100% chiseled. I am Mags, and I have dragged along my two cohorts again this week, uh, making his, uh, his, what, third appearance in a row now, uh,
2: Paul? That is, that's a record. How are you, sir? <laughs> it's the hat trick. I'm, I'm good. There's no dragging I'm required. Out- this is the highlight of my week. I, I've been I, sat here since uh, since last Tuesday. Just, and it's wearing the same cordy shirt. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and the, the 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 third wheel of the team, uh, Mr. Ray Cash. Ray, how are you, sir?
0: I'm good. As I called myself, I am the young lion, and I spray the cold spray on y'all's neck after the match. Also, speaking of hat tricks. <laughs> the master
1: wato. There of you of go. The team.
0: <laughs> And, and speaking of hat tricks, 3-0 is about is how much Everton lost by again this week. They're right. doing you proud. Doing you proud. I hate foot. Insert
2: Seth Rollins I hate fo- I hate football tweet here. <laughs> <laughs> I think you must be the jinxiest fan there's there's ever been in uh, it's in, in soccer. It, it's a, it's a, I think, oh, it's, that, I think do it's, you don't feel dirty doing that. I did, really did. <laughs>
0: He, he even put American slang on it. It's soccer. I
2: don't I, think it was an American accent. I don't know what accent it was. It sounded
1: more like a a, a, like a farmer from like deep dark Yorkshire then. <laughs> Are you going to watch the soccer? <laughs> uh. Wow, well, this has this has already gone off on a, a mad tangent. So, Ray, um, I believe it's a, a special day when this episode is, is dropping for for you guys in the states. So, uh, so happy Thanksgiving! Happy Thanksgiving! It's a thing. Wow. So, for context, people, Ray pushed me to mention. <laughs> I wasn't even going to mention Thanksgiving because. Uh, I'm not American, I don't give a <laughs> shit. But Ray pushed me to say, oh, we should really mention Thanksgiving. And then he just was non-complacent about it. Thanks for that, Ray. Brilliant. That's what I'm here for, for the, <laughs> record, for the record. I'm thankful that you did that. <laughs> and I'm, I am thankful for you too,
0: genuinely. Um Thanksgiving is not my favorite holiday, but I, I acknowledge it's a major holiday. It's a If if nothing else, if you really believe in the the thought behind the holiday, today is a day where we all should just reflect for a moment mm-hmm. and be thankful for the blessings or if you're not a religious person the uh the gifts and uh the the goodwill that we've been given throughout the year we we didn't have to wake up this morning but we did um and so we've been uh given that extra opportunity to continue and go forth and have another day another week another year so I am thankful uh to be on here with you two gents I'm thankful to be on this radio network doing this thing that we love and have fun. I am thankful, um, for just my livelihood. I'm thankful that I'm about to blow y'all's minds with these fantastic points Mm -hmm. on on this Badlands episode.
1: And, and for, for me, I'm not a huge fan of, uh, of when holidays become commercialized. Um, I know, it, and it's a big thing, stuff like that in America. I mean, Halloween is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, Christmas, obviously, is huge all if you, over. But if you can make a buck in America, they're going to find a way to make a book from it. So, yeah. Yeah, but I, I do like the sentiment behind, um, behind Thanksgiving. Uh, like you said, a time to reflect, a time to to realize that, yeah, whilst you're having a, a rough time compared to uh, previous years, you're always kind of, Having a better time than, than than other people. There's always people worse off than you. So it's a time to to be thankful for for what you have got and the fact that you can always strive to improve. So I do like the sentiment of, of Thanksgiving, and the food looks good as well. Your like like
0: like the old folks say, any day above the ground is a good day, mm-hmm. and the food is fucking fantastic. Unless you're a mole, obviously. Well, yeah, I. Sure. In fact, talking about commercialized, we have a Groundhog's Day. Yes, we are idiots. <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> I mean, how many days do you have off for, for presidents and, and memorials and things like that? You, you you do love your holidays. Um, federally, yes.
0: Um, but I mean, it's, you it's three hundred sixty five days out of the year. We only have, I think, six federal holidays. It's really not as much as you think. Okay. Um, but but there's also a thing where every federal holiday doesn't mean you're off. It just means governmental functions are off. So like President's Day, I still got to go to work, but the bank is closed. The post office mm-hmm. is closed. Okay. So it, it, it's not as 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 pronounced as you would think it is, you know. But hey, uh, by the way, happy Tea Time Day. <laughs> um,
1: every day in the UK is Tea Time Day. Happy, happy Big Ben Day. That's tomorrow. Well,
2: it is my big, my big bin day tomorrow i need to put it out after this
1: <laughs> and in fact when this, when this episode drops uh, that is actually my big bin day as well although i think it's recycling this week okay because we happy, we, all, we only get bins every opposite week happy westminster abbey day
2: <laughs> is that a thing i don't know i'm thing? making up shit i know about the uk <laughs> it should be. we it should be we need we need more days <laughs> I think we have about the same, or about six uh, bank holidays. Yeah, we do. I, and I couldn't tell you what any of those bank holidays are all about. It's just a, a day off. Yeah. yeah. We get a bonus a one more. next year because of the uh, the Queen's
1: Diamond million, Jubilee. Is it is it Diamond? I thought she'd done Diamond. Or Platinum so, Jubilee? Is it 75 years hmm. on the throne? Has she yeah. been Queen that long? Wow. Yeah, nineteen fifty-two or something like that. Okay, so it'll be we'll 70, years in, seventy years. Seventy years think. Well actually okay. Charles will be fuming because he's he's always wanted that that kingdom and it looks like it, it may pass him by and go to straight to to young Willie.
2: Yeah. Charles ain't going to any Jubilee.
1: <laughs> <And> one <laughs> one year Jubilee. Paper Jubilee. <laughs> <laughs> anyway let's uh let's get into it so we're continuing the the what if um topics Uh, and last week uh ray dropped a bomb of a topic um what if vince mcmahon never owned the wwf so great topic a lot to dive into on this a lot of kind of backstory um so start the ball rolling ray
0: well so last week paul gave a great I a great what if of what if a David never existed. And it really gave, kind of set the scene for what the wrestling scene of today would have been like. And I thought, well, that's cool. But what if the entire wrestling scene as we know it would have changed, which is why I picked this. So I I wrote down five major changes. And I know we're going to go back and forth, so please feel free to stop me if you guys want to jump in and use yours, by all means. but I definitely want to start with the first one. I think it's pretty self, pretty understandable. It's pretty self-explanatory if you think about Vince, Vincent Kennedy McMahon not buying it from Vincent Jess McMahon, and that is number one that the WWF or WWE would not be the conglomerate we know it to be. Um, Vince, Vince, Vince. As we, I'm, I'm going to call him Vince. The, our Vince McMahon mm-hmm. Kennedy. I'm going to call him Vince. Um, Well, I've gone with Vince Jr. and Vince Sr. Okay, that works yeah. Perfect. So Vince Jr., I know a lot of wrestling fans are going to hate this because Vince is a devil and we all acknowledge he is. But Vince Jr. and his team are singularly responsible for the expansion of professional wrestling, excuse me, nationally now i understand people will say but there always was wrestling yes but it was always close closed circuit and in its own world vince had vince was the only one who had the idea and the gumption to go forward with the idea of making a national product okay Mm -hmm. so if there's not that person with that idea of making a national product with the star power with the gravitas with the well with the with the well with the well being and the mindset to do such, I don't know if people would have been comfortable getting out of their own as they've been called fiefdoms. So I don't think that the WWF, the WWE, would have become a conglomerate corporation. I don't think that you get your Wrestlemania in uh, 1984 or whatever it was that changes the world that we know it because it's only one major show in town. I don't think... Respect to the NWA. I don't think you get to the point where it's the, nin- the 90s and we have the the two wrestling war between the two major I don't think we get that. I think the WWF is just one of many other promotions still in the world in the in the country. So uh everything that we know to be will be different from that point. I want to leave it there cuz that's a lot on that meat meat on that on that bone and some of the other four points I'm going to talk to talk a little deeper into that. So by all means please
1: so if if I may jump in, um, I, I want to give a little bit of backstory to this, um, because a lot of wrestling fans, even myself included, weren't around or weren't really watching wrestling when when this was all happening. Um, so a lot of uh, wrestling fans only really know uh, the WWF and WWE once vince was in charge so i want to give it like a little bit of a of a story of how vince got in charge uh and 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 kind of like the, the the very interesting details about what went what went on around that time so um going back to when vince was uh vince jr was a was a a baby that's his dad vince senior actually left uh his mum um and he didn't he never met his his dad until he was 12 years old so he went for the first 12 years not knowing his dad at all um he was also um a third generation promoter uh vince senior's dad uh jess was also uh, a wrestling promoter so wrestling promotion has always been in vince's dna Mm -hmm. um and then also um something that is is kind of overlooked and it, it, it it's not really important in the grand scheme of things but it is an interesting note that the the overarching company wasn't actually called the WF or it wasn't even called the WWWF it was actually called the the CWC the capital Wrestling corporation uh, and um, they kind of managed smaller territories underneath that banner um, so um, the WWWF was formed after they had a dispute with the uh, the CWC had a dispute with the NWA uh, back in 1963 um and and when you compare uh territorial wrestling at that time, um the the WWF wasn't um one of the most aggressive uh companies. It actually only ran monthly shows rather than the weekly ones that, that was the, the norm at the time. Um but what they what they um uh, started to do uh that kind of pushed them into the mainframe was they this secured a TV deal, which was uh was something that a lot of wrestling in the 1960s didn't have. Uh, they also, and and Paul will beam with pride with this one because he's championed this guy since day one of Badlands. Captain Lou Albano was a huge part of, of why the WWWF took off because he transitioned into being a heel manager uh, to to provide opponents for, for Bruno Salatino. And this led to the, the WWWF doing... Sell out business month on month, they were really doing big numbers, man. Event- more talent, correct? Yeah, um, but eventually they, they did rejoin the, the WWF, uh, the NWA. Sorry, uh, Vince, uh, senior, uh, brought the, the the company back into the fold, and then, uh, this is where Vince Jr. starts, uh, uh coming in. Uh, he essentially gets a, a degree in business, and a, a, I think it's from East Carolina University. Uh, and he's he a pirate start, mm-hmm, and he starts to climb the the kind of corporate uh ladder in in the CWc he actually started as a ring announcer for um all-star wrestling uh, which was a, a t- the TV show that the WWwF had and then he was a sand one of these macro territories uh from his dad I think it was in Maine um before he eventually came back to the company, uh, the the main company WWWF, and he became the player by player, uh, which is something he did on and off till the Attitude Era essentially. Um, but behind the scenes, he uh, he started to put that business degree to to use. He ended up tripling the the revenue for the the TV syndication deal that that they had. Uh, he was also pivotal in uh in pushing the name change to WWF rather than the, the WWWF. He also started uh pushing for crossovers into mainstream. Um if you remember there's the the famous Muhammad Ali versus Inor Fat. That was uh that was pushed by Vince. Uh but then in, in 1980 he started to be devious, let's say. Uh him and Linda uh Quietly formed Tartan Sports, even though he was still working under the the CWC with his with his dad, uh, and they also trademarked the rights to the name WWF. Um, a couple of years later, uh, that's when Vince uh, did the deal to to uh, buy the company from his dad. His dad had got pancreatic cancer and was getting more and more uh, progressively ill, and his his uh, Vince actually passed away in '84, uh, so he never saw the 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 territory territory company that he had, kind of transformed into the the massive off of a of, a, of a, a entertainment juggernaut that 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 it is today, and in fact he was actually dead set against uh, Vince's idea about going to war with the territories. Um, Vince did an interview with Sports Illustrated, um, saying that essentially if his dad had known what he was going to do with the company he would never have sold the the stock to him. Yep. Um, And then you look at that deal as well, and um, the the main takeaway from that deal is that Vince paid his dad a million dollars for the company. Um, And that's not quite true. Um, So, firstly, Vince Senior wasn't the only owner of the WWF and CWC. He was actually in a partnership with Gorilla Monsoon, with Arnold Scarland and with a guy called Phil Zacco. Uh, And the payment structure of the takeover was actually that Vince Jr. would pay a set amount on a monthly basis. And the, the minute he missed a payment, the company would go back to Vince and his three partners. As Ray is drifting asleep. I'm <laughs> um, listening. So Vince, um, being the cutthroat person that he is, he he didn't like this kind of deal being over over his shoulders. He didn't want his head on the over the barrel. So he started taking out loans and cutting deals with other promoters, uh, essentially offering them jobs in the company uh, to to raise the capital to pay this this deal off. So uh, by June of uh, 1983, which is I think was just shy of a year since a strike in the original deal he paid the the million dollars to his father um Vince senior got 185,000 uh and monsoon scarland and zacco split the remaining 815 uh so once he had the full control of the the company that's when he he kind of put this world domination uh, plan into full gear he um uh, he uh Basically withdrew from the NWA, started securing national and global TV deals, uh, and this is this is where he starts really kind of going to war with the other promotions because it was like a, a an unwritten rule that. Um, you stuck within your boundaries uh, with, with the territories. You have uh, TV syndication only in your area, and Vince really pushed for national uh, TV syndication and global TV syndication. Um, so he he essentially broke the rules of these uh, these uh, uh, wrestling um, uh, agreements, uh, and uh, effectively that started the ball rolling to, to killing off the, the the territories because people were were able to watch. One company on TV. Why would they go and and and, uh, and support a local one? Um, he also used this money that he was bringing in from the advertising from the TV to uh, pick off the the cream of the crop in terms of talent. Uh, from these other other territories, again, kind of like strangling them from uh, from from uh, being able to promote themselves. And he also, in that same Sports Illustrated interview, he um, he mentioned, and you kind of like alluded to it uh, with, with what you said. He said, in the old days, there were wrestling fiefdoms all over the country, each one with their own little lord in charge. Uh, each little lord respected the rights of their neighboring little lord. There was no takeovers or raids. There were maybe thirty of these little kingdoms in the U.S., and if I hadn't bought out my dad, there would probably still be thirty of them, fragmented and struggling. But I have no allegiance to these little lords, which kind of shows his his mindset in in terms of uh, um, these agreements with uh, keeping in in your own area. I suppose uh, this led to uh, an infamous day called, which is called Black Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, where Vince, um, via backhand deals, uh, he was able to uh, get um, a time slot on TBS. So essentially, TBS was one of two major TV networks in 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 the states that were that were uh, offering uh, syndication. They already had a deal with Georgia Championship Wrestling. Vince went to Ted Turner uh, and offered to bar that slot. Uh, Turner rejected him out of hand, saying, "No, nope, the slot is not for sale." Um, so what Vince did was he he struck a deal with some of the owners of uh, Georgia Championship Wrestling. I think it was Jack and Gerald Briscoe was the the main two to buy their shares uh, and buy controlling stock of Georgia Championship Wrestling. So he then owned the company which had the TV slot and then was able to essentially force. WWF programming onto uh TBS. And this actually creates a massive domino effect because he had uh he upset Ted Turner, uh who, who was in <laughs> no position. He, he was in no position to to cancel the contract. So he, he then went and worked with other promoters to essentially form WCW. So um, that's the state of play uh of, of Vince's deal with uh with his dad um and so yeah we can now move on to to what would happen if that deal never happened
0: yeah
2: well taking taking kind of all that history in and 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 take taking in your points for it but when i was when i was researching this i came to the at the conclusion i didn't want to come to I was hoping it didn't come to, and um, I think a lot of people will not a lot of people won't agree with out of stubbornness. But I think I think if that deal doesn't happen and it, if Vince Jr. doesn't take over the WWF or the or the CWC from his father, I just, I just don't I just don't think wrestling looks anything like it does now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not, not interesting. <laughs> not, nothing at all. Um, I I think. I I agree, I agree with I agree with Ray that um, that actually the the key part in all of this is Vince's vision uh, of what wrestling could be. Now, and, and Ray Ray said uh, it was that vision that was able to grow wrestling through the eighties and nineties. But it was it, more than that. Actually, it was recover because throughout the whole of the seventies and it, going into the eighties, wrestling was de- declining in popularity um, in all of the major companies. Um, so, so it actually needed, needed saving, not, not just, uh, not, 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 not just a harness for its growth potential. Um, and it was, as, as you say, it, it was that harnessing this harnessing kind of the celebrity, the celebrity culture, um, rock and uh, wrestling, rock and wrestling. Yeah. Um, you know, he launched the, he launched the Hogan's rock and wrestling cartoon, to, to to get in with kids uh which which was which which was a uh, very was Marty <girl of him. laughs> but i think um i think what was happening in in that era was syndication was happening anyway and uh, as you say georgia championship wrestling had syndication across across a lot of the united states awa was beginning to get a lot of syndication across the United States and into Canada. Um, So that syndication was happening and what that syndication was doing that was destroying the, the NWA's business model anyway, because, because the NWA uh, was dependent on moving their top stars around the territories. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so, you know, Using this as an example, Ric Flair. Ric Flair is a new face in a new place every every year, or yeah, well, however often months. they moved him along.
0: Yeah, every few months. Yeah,
2: syndication that doesn't work. So the alliance of wrestling companies no longer works. There's no benefit to it. Um, in fact, it it starts to make it a bit nonsensical because you're trying to present a new wrestler as a new wrestler to uh, an audience who who's seen him do all this before.
1: over the past year and that idea is is the reason why um vince senior actually fell out with the nwa in in the first place in 1963 they wanted to put the nwa world heavyweight title on buddy rogers who was a who was a cwc guy which meant he would have gone traveling to to other promotions and vince senior didn't want that to happen so that's why he pulled out of the nwa in the first place
2: yeah so Exactly. So, so, so the reason I come to my conclusion is, if 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 Vince Jr. doesn't see the potential of syndication and the potential of actually just having a United States wide company, I don't believe there's another company that's equipped to take its place as a massive company in in pro wrestling that grows that grows the business into something we've never seen before you look at, as i said the nwa's uh nwa strategy was being eroded by syndication the awa with hulk hogan proved they didn't know what they were doing um
0: right Raga- Raga- <laughs> proved regularly he didn't know what he was
2: doing <laughs> yeah but but to, to 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 not make hulk hogan champion and and, and even worse um making Grand champion God, yeah. but then do the dusty finishes that to To strip him of that championship, I think certainly on two occasions, maybe it's three occasions, which meant that Hogan ultimately went over to the WWF, um, p- proved that AWA didn't have what what it takes to ha- to share Vince's vision as well, and also what you the other big difference I think, and this is actually a Vince senior, um a Vin- uh, this is a Vince senior kind of uh, idea rather than Vince Junior, and one of the ones he kept for a long time is is the face champion uh w, wf wf was always built around uh, around a strong face champion Whereas if mm-hmm. you look at awa and nwa that wasn't happening so much yes. and yeah. that, that face and, and, and the wwf uh,
1: once but vince took
2: over that was very primarily a
1: um a heel chasing a face championship so yeah you, you yeah it.
2: that was a uh, very much of vince uh ideology so, so that, that that's what that's why I think the other companies wouldn't have been able to become what the WWF become, which is why I say I think if it doesn't happen, wrestling doesn't become what it is today.
0: Well, they they all had their all these companies had their individual weaknesses, which is why nobody dared. it's if you were to ask anybody, and most of these people, God bless them, were in the grave now. But if you were to ask these people at the time. why didn't you think to go national all of them are gonna say that's that stupid excuse of oh well we all agreed this the real answer was i wouldn't know what to do that's why they didn't do it Mm -hmm. because it was right there for the taking yeah because the the nwa proved that there is uh there is a market for seeing different things nationally right but nobody had that vision we're speaking of speaking of that vision. You mentioned it a little bit, Tali. The Vision to say, well, I need stars. Let me go. This guy looks great. Let me give him a gimmick that works, and we're going to make millions of dollars. Vern Gagne didn't know what to do with Hulk Hogan. Vern Gagne wanted to push Greg Gagne as the top star in that promotion. Yep. Yep. You know what I'm saying? He also, also talking about Vision, so often you hear the misnomer that uh, Vince didn't buy the, uh, the WWF from his dad. Because it was his dad's money. You just proved that as false, Mags.
1: Because he, you went to through- he, he damn near bankrupted himself to, to get that money. He, yes. You talk about making deals with the devil. The the deals that he made with uh with other promoters, um essentially guaranteed them jobs for life uh within his company. Um so he, he didn't buy it with his dad's money, that was his 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 own hard earned money
2: and his hard borrowed money. Yeah. Here's a, um, here's a self-contained. What if for you? mm -hmm. Um, was, was Vince senior, the, um, the the majority shareholder? No, not
1: by a, not even, um, I think he had about 20%. If you go off the numbers, uh, the million dollars, uh, Vince senior got 185,000, uh, and, um, Monsoon, Scarland, and Zachor—they split the the remaining eight hundred fifteen. So Vince could have easily been the 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 kind of like minority shareholder if they' if the the split with the other three is is equal. He's got the the least amount. Right, he okay. Just, My question he was, was going to be promoter. He right. He's just the one that, that that booked the matches, I believe.
2: Yeah. Right. Because obviously he 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 passes away three years later. So. I wonder what happens to the wwf if vince didn't buy it and vince senior passes away who then takes the mantle of the wwf and what do they do with it
0: well that's part of this what if if you want to go into that we can i'm sorry max go ahead
2: uh you
1: would assume that vince senior's kids would would inherit his section perhaps or perhaps they get bought out by the the remaining um, um business partners but Essentially Monsoon, Scotland and, and Zacco become the heads yep. of the company, I would assume.
0: And I, I, I'm okay with I don't know Zach, the Zacco guy. Dude, I don't know him, Zucco, How however you say his name. Phil but, Zacco it's called. Phil, yeah, I don't I don't know much know much about that guy. But Arnold Scotland and uh Guerrilla Monsoon are wrestling geniuses. <laughs> so I I think the company would have been okay. It still wouldn't have gone where it was gonna go but I think it would have been okay and would have been self-sufficient still if they would have taken over. But clearly none of this would have happened. N- none of this is what we know now. Us sitting here on the internet with a guy, with two guys in the United Kingdom and a dude in Texas. just would, wouldn't be having this if it wasn't for Vince's vision. Okay, so
1: I, yes. I want to take a different tack. Um, okay. I i posit the theory that it would have still happened um oh, okay i, I think uh, if we talk about in terms of whether vince never uh, owned the wwf I, I think that just delays what what is seemingly inevitable uh promoting uh and wrestling promoting in particular was in vince's dna third generation worked his way up the up the company um, he was already in that mindset. He was already making those moves to to triple the syndication of of the of the WWF. So he had that business ethic uh, to to um, to build a company and, and go national with it. And we we know how ruthless he he got uh, in the way that that he begged, stole, and borrowed to to pay off his dad early because he didn't want uh, that deal. Hanging over him like like the sword of Damocles. So I think if he doesn't gain control of the 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 CWC and WWF, I believe he he either bars another promotion or he starts his own promotion. Um, and I think the the story kind of follows a, a pretty similar path. Um, it's just obviously when you're starting from scratch. Uh, that would skew the timeline, so I don't think we would have it in the in the period that that it happens. I think it take it take a, a few more years. He'd still have to build up the the kind of uh, uh the gravitas within the industry that he got from being the 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 boss of uh, the CWC. Um, but I still think with the way Struck deals with other promoters, with TV companies, advertising, and even the wrestling talent, I still think he would be the the owner of the global force in wrestling uh, sooner rather than later. Um, he's he he's still business wise. He's still as cutthroat as ever. I think he would he would still be buying up his rivals, buying their tape libraries, taking talent, taking TV deals, essentially putting the uh, the companies out of business. Um, but I, I will add a bit of a caveat to it, and I've mentioned it a, a little bit earlier. The 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 territory system was always kind of uh, held together uh, on handshakes and, and and the honor system, kind of um, something that Vince had no issue breaking at all. But he broke it from a position of power. He already he knew that he had one of the 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 more profitable companies in that in that uh, group of wrestling uh, promotions, and he knew that he could break away from them and, and not really suffer financially because he had those deals in place um i think um that if he doesn't have that uh prominence of the of the the cwc and the kind of a sway within the nwa uh the financial strength um and and essentially that moral bankruptcy that he has to to pull the rug from under these other promotions um i think he he would have to do that. He would have to build that that reputation up. Uh, he would have to build that power up, which gives the opportunity for the rest of the 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 members of the NWA to see what he was doing, uh, and maybe be able to react to it um, much earlier uh, to kind of combat it.
2: Let me let me jump in there because skewing the timeline, I think, changes things significantly. Depends if you believe in fate or not. Um, and the timeline works in such a way that Hulk Hogan is in Rocky 2. so he is uh, massive. Rocky three. Rocky three, so he's massive, and Vince gets him right at the right at the right time. Yeah, and in my, in my opinion, there's never been another Hulk Hogan. Steve Austin was big, The Rock was big. I don't think there's been another Hulk Hogan. Say what? You, say you know, we we know about Hogan's more potted history but in terms of just as a wrestling superstar th- there's never been another one and I don't think he would I don't think he would happen uh he would happen uh, across another one then you've also got you know the Cindy Lauper thing and the Cindy Lauper working with uh Lou Albano stuff again that's got to happen at a specific time mm-hmm. and it's that happening that got them on MTV that got essentially Wrestlemania launched does do you do you think that all still happens if the timeline skewed by what are we are talking five years?
1: In in that that mindset, absolutely not. Uh, but you're we're talking about a guy who was so ruthless in terms of business ethics that he, I mean, when when Hogan was leaving WWF he went to create a second Hulk Hogan in in the Ultimate Warrior. Now, obviously, that fell flat because you're comparing it to Hulk Hogan. But if Hulk Hogan wasn't the huge star uh, in the WWF, that leaves the room for somebody like uh, Ultimate Warrior to be that huge star because you've got nobody in the company for him to be compared against. He doesn't have to live up to that uh, that mantle of, of Hulk Hogan. So I think this that opportunity of having your own huge star is still there. The rock and wrestling stuff, I, I agree with. Um, I think that uh, uh, getting Albano and, and Cindy Lauper and all those uh, involved was huge for, for, for WWF. But I can see Vince using another um, route into mainstream media um to to be able to push his company he did it with um with um um uh, inoki versus muhammad Ali he even uh, did a promotion where he he backed an evil can evil jump so he always had that that uh, that nouse to get mainstream attention uh, i think he would he would have the 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 skill set that's supposed to bring in somebody from the mainstream who um who would still be able to to push that company, it just wouldn't be single off, and it wouldn't be the, the rock and wrestling era. So I, I think you touched on it, you almost
0: talked yourself out of your same point that you made with your last points. But I think there are three reasons why I don't think that it would have worked if Vince wasn't with the WWF. Number one, just and I'll run through them real fast, number one, the WWF as a wrestling company, or CWC, WWF, whatever it was, was still one of the biggest companies in the country. So it still had gravitas in its own right, right? Mm-hmm. Number two, you got to remember that they had, who may be the, the only wrestler more important than Hulk Hogan, they had the right to Andre the Giant. So yeah. that that is the biggest bargaining chip in the world. Well, you know what you want to work with me? All right, you give me what I want. I'll send you Andre for three months. That's the best bargaining chip you could have at that time. Mm-hmm. And number three, they ran New York. Think about how the, the connection with Madison Square Garden and just Vince, his dad, uh, Hogan, Bruno, Andre are all in the Madison Square Garden Hall of Fame. And Madison Square Garden is known as the world's most famous arena for a reason. That's their backyard. That's they, People still call WWE New York. So all of that being done, anywhere else just was so unlikely. And at those times... If you were, I hate to say it, if you were white, Detroit had its moment for black folk. But really, if you were white, you're only getting hot in entertainment in two places, LA or New York. Mm-hmm. And so he couldn't go to LA because LA ran a completely different type of wrestling, a completely type of different type of booking that they that they had out there. So I just I don't see him having the same gravitas to build a company or to buy a company. Um and, and, and get to the same level. I think he probably would have done that, but he would have been just another another head of another promotion that just may have been more ruthless than the other ones. But if you're Hulk Hogan, why would you leave? You're going to leave Vern Gagne, clearly, because he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Yeah. But yeah. why would you leave to go to Kansas City, Missouri, or to go to San Francisco, California, or to go to Dallas, Texas? You're only leaving to go to New York because it's New York and because you can get you. You were just in the movie. You take that along with being the guy who's going to be in New York with the biggest company outside of the N.W.A. So, I, I I mean, I see where you're coming from. And I think it's an interesting thought to think. It's an interesting rabbit hole to dive down. But I don't I just don't see the plausibility of it given what we know. And I know so much of this is all
1: conjecture. Yeah. Yeah. Which
0: leads this leads me to my second overarching point. I believe that the NWA would be now the main promotion in the country, but it would be more condensed. What I mean by that is everything was NWA, right? Essentially. That was for the most part. Even WWWF was NWA. Yeah. What I think they would eventually end up doing and think of, Bill Watson, all the other people involved. They, I think they would see a time where we can not continue to have every company, every little fee to be a part of that in that way. So we're gonna essentially do what Triple H wanted to do for NXT. We're gonna pick six promotions or five promotions or 10 promotions, whatever, that are going to be this. We're gonna find one promotion that's home. And then we're gonna have these other ones that all branch across us and we'll find some kind of way to have television where we come at home and then we make sure we syndicate the main show in the other markets. And we do maybe a special match from NWA Minnesota or NWA Florida on the main show syndicate that's syndicated to get some love to these other companies. Um, global localization was not a thought that came up. That was come up by Paul Levesque. It was a thought that came up with 40, 50 years ago by the NWA, it just wasn't global, it was national. The NWA created that idea and Triple H just decided to use it, expand it and take it globally. So I think the NWA would have condensed it a bit because it was almost laughable, the number of promotions that had a connection to the NWA. It's just impossible to run that at this point. I think the one thing that Vince showed the world, Vince Jr. I'm speaking of, is that we need to get a little more singularly focused, right? You can't have so many pots in so many kitchens, and you can't have just just in the same breath you can't have so many chefs in that in that many in that many kitchens, right? So the NWA and what made it special was the fact that it was an alliance of promotions. I do think that wouldn't have changed, but I do think they would have condensed it and made it a little more stationary. And with reflect, with with respect to Ric Flair and the things he was doing in those days, going here, going there, Harley race, uh, steamboat for a while, all these greats who traveled the roads and went everywhere, that just wasn't going to be sustainable monetarily wise. And if you want to grow past, and every company I think had the, the, the only other guy that had the cojones, the balls that, uh, that, uh,
1: Vince had close to them was Bill Watts. Bill Watts yeah. was fearless. Um, I mean, I mean, you you could throw Jim Crockett in there as well. Jim and Crock- David okay, Crockett. Crockett, but they both were both of them sat on the board,
0: mm-hmm. right? They both worked in conjunction with each other as NWA heads. Yeah, yeah. Crock- You're right, Crockett probably more so than Bill Watts, but yeah, you, you you get you get the point I'm trying to make. That, that's oh, yeah. we're ta- we're talking Georgia and Texas. Mm-hmm right what what's bigger than georgia and texas in 1970s 80s wrestling this is it so by by all means i toss it back to you guys yeah i mean
2: i i don't i don't think the i don't think nwa become the biggest i'm i i I, I like your points but i don't think i don't i don't think i agree i I, I i think if nwa were able to become the biggest they would have done it because they 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 had the uh the running start on vince and if if nwa was an effective promotion or effective group of promotions in the 1980s they should have still crushed vince in my opinion
1: and the the way that the nwa made the money was was almost mafioso style they took they took their kind of tribute from all the other uh, promotions, so they were making money hand over fist. Um, so they had no real reason to to change the way that that wrestling was being booked because they they were essentially the the overlords of it all.
2: Yeah, they 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 essentially had a monopoly, didn't they? They had a, they had a monopoly on wrestling. I think they, I think they were actually referred to. I don't know if you have a. I don't know if there's a monopolies commission over there like we have, but I know the NWA at one stage was referred to, to your version of that in America. Um, uh, and Kind of their power yeah, in wrestling was looked at. Yeah. Um, I would
0: still call it, I would still call it a proper monopoly. The, the majority of the, of the business in one field is coming or filtering from one company. That's, yeah. Yes. So absolutely.
2: Yeah. So, so I think I think at you know as as the world changed and syndication and TV rights changed, I think you would all you would have their power would have naturally broken broken down. I think people would have broken away anyway. Um, I think I agree with mags to a point that if right, so if Vince doesn't buy CWC but he buys a different company, mm-hmm. I think that company does become the biggest company. Again, because really? he's a because vi- he's a visionary, because he was hell bent on making that happen. What I don't agree, I, what I don't agree with, he looks nothing like wrestling now. Looks nothing like sports entertainment now, because I think he just misses that boat because of the timing of it. Um,
0: I, I have a Joe, question to I mean, ask you about that, if you don't mind. Yeah. And and Max, I want to get your opinion too. So that's an interesting thought that if Vince didn't buy Vince Jr. didn't buy did not buy his father's company, he will buy another company, and it will be still become the biggest company, maybe not at the same scale, but the biggest company in the, in the country. My question to you is, we understand is Vince's vision and his work ethic and 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 his resources that allowed WWF to become the WWF and skyrocket. But he also had so many happy accidents along the way, like having Andre. Like having Hulk. If he's in this other company and he doesn't have the same access to the same people, long story short, would Vince still be the success he was if that he is and was without the right people in place like the talent, like the eighth one of the world? like the biggest draw in, in, in professional wrestling history, like maybe the greatest wrestler in history who comes from Sarasota, Florida, and had an injury in baseball that caused him to have to change professions. Would he get
1: that lucky not being in New York? But but is it luck, or is it um, all the kind of like cards just falling into place? For him? I mean, there's a, a saying uh, called... Um, uh, if you uh, you pre- prepare to fail or fail to prepare, uh, I sure. think you you've got to also uh, take into account. You mentioned about Hogan being this huge star and being unused by the AWA. Without Vince's vision, does he even stick around in wrestling? Does he be yes. not just or or does he see the the Hollywood lights? The fact that he's he's the, the potential of being a big star. I mean he delayed being a um, uh, a movie and, and and tv star um but he eventually went back to it with uh, with um um Thunder paradise and then uh, with all Wait. all the Time <laughs> <out. Time laughs> out. No, but uh, what, but the, the the thing is that the, the allure of hollywood was always right. there for horgan you're if right. he didn't, if he didn't subscribe to Vince's vision of "I'll make you the biggest star, we'll make millions of dollars," and he was with uh, uh, getting paid a hot dog and a handshake from from Vern uh, Gagne, does yeah. he not say, "Well, I've just made X amount of hundreds of thousands of, of dollars, being uh, being in Rocky Three, and I'm, I'm doing that. That's a lot easier work." Does You're he right.
0: not leave the business? You, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you on that point. You're right. However, let's look at what happened. Let's let's take a second away from what if and thought about what happened. This man was the biggest star possibly in the world, and every movie he was in bombed, every show he was in bombed. Oh, gremlins every... 2 was a
1: huge hit. Was he in Gremlins 2?
2: <laughs> I think he... he's in Gremlins 2. No, oh,
1: yeah? Oh, yeah, he was, yeah, he, was no, he was in Gremlins, he? was in one of the gremlins. Let's see. He was in Karate Kid. One of the uh, well, not the karate Hogan kid. No, was, no. I promise you, Horgan was in one of the gremlins. We'll look that up. He, I don't remember that. He's, he's sat in the audience watching a, a movie and the, the movie cuts out and he goes and threatens the gremlins to put the movie back on.
2: That rings a bell. Okay, but,
1: yeah. I remember that part now, but I'm, but that, that was a he, massive he didn't film. Sell the
0: movie dog. He didn't sell the movie.
1: Suburban Commando, huge film.
0: Wow. Um. <laughs> so my point is much it's like Rocky, much like, Oh wow. Even worse. <laughs> much like Rocky in 2002. Right. You had to he. You can't leave before you know you have a base in it. Talk about happy accidents. How much of a happy accident is it that Hulk Hogan just happened to look like he did, and Stallone just happened to take a liking to the dude in the gym? You know what I'm saying? Like that's a happy accident.
2: Yeah, there's a lot so, of fate.
0: He there's yeah. no way he would. I don't think he had I, any plausible path to being a legitimate actor at that time. I don't. It just wouldn't have happened. He needed I've, wrestling. To pay the bills, to give them the opportunity to make that move.
2: Yeah, I, I've got, I've got here. I, I, I wrote down because one of my strands of thoughts is what happens to Hulk Hogan, and I think Hulk Hogan still becomes the biggest star in wrestling. I, 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 I don't, I don't think Hulkamania is a hundred percent Vince idea. I think, I think Hogan knew that wrestling could be massive for him. He knew there was a big Bruno shaped hole in wrestling. And he did everything he could to fill that hole. And him meeting Vince, that was that was a, a, well, a meeting of marketing genius minds. I think. I don't think it was all Vince saying, "I can make you the biggest star." He was already a massive star in AWA,
0: but the name, the color scheme, and the idea of "say your prayers, eat your vitamins, and anybody can be a Hulkamaniac" was. All vents now, the way it was played, what it's no different than saying uh Christian Bell's the best Batman ever. Well, that was all you know that he didn't make the character. That's a the dude they picked the play, somebody else can play it. So, but if you told Christian Bell to make the greatest comic book character of all time, I don't think he could do it. So I don't doubt Vince, I don't doubt Hulk Hogan is the greatest conduit we've ever had. How about that? He's the greatest conduit we've ever had because no matter what you would have gave him, he probably would have made it work, but I don't think he would have become Hulk Hogan without say your prayers, eat your vitamins, without the red and the yellow and without the name Hulk Hogan. Mm -hmm.
2: No, I, yeah, again, I, yeah, I don't think he becomes as massive as Hulk Hogan was, but again, in my scenario, wrestling doesn't become as massive as wrestling is. Well,
0: that's my number three. Wrestling would never go mainstream. So just while we're talking about it, go ahead.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I completely agree on that. that. That yeah, that's 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 my main main frux of my argument is I don't think. Well, you go. It's your it's your point. I I completely agree with it without before even hearing it.
0: Well, I, so I, well, <laughs> all three of us are talking the same things, right? All three of us are basically saying that wrestling will still be an, a a an existing and maybe even slightly thriving business. But they you put it so perfectly. You put it so succinctly, Paul, it missed its it would have missed its moment for that yes. flame to be ignited and to capture the, the imagination of, of the of of the populace. So I don't think it would have become mainstream, especially in this country. I think every other UK would have still had its own um uh field in its own world and and Triple A and CMLL was always going to do its own thing down there in Lucha Libre town, and not just Mexico, but all of uh, Central America and so forth. And Japan was going to be fine, but in America, I don't, I don't think it becomes mainstream to the point where like wrestlers are on TV shows and people talk about wrestling outside of like a small group. Wrestling in the 40s, 50s, and 60s was an event like boxing. Families went to go see wrestling. My grandparents talk all the time about how they used to take my my mom and my uncles to the wrestling match because it was an affair. and then, as it got older, when it became a little more grittier and a little more cartoonish, it got bigger, but it also became more um more taboo because it became almost like cool to the people who liked it, but embarrassing almost like comic books but embarrassing to people who didn't Deesh. so very. It's, a niche of a niche of a niche mm-hmm. and I think it would have stayed there wrestling now is niche but it is not a niche you can't be a niche and you sign a billion dollar deal for te- to, for your television rights and and the biggest show of the year c- cities bid for it right the second biggest company in the world makes four million dollars out the gate off of the gate of, of one show like that's not neat ni- That's not a niche, in- that's that's not niche anymore. That is just, it's not normal, if you will. It's, it's weird because think-
2: it is it is niche, but it's also completely normal to walk down the street and see a kid in a John Cena shirt. Yeah. So it's not that niche. But jo- okay, flip it then.
0: John Cena
2: has transcended wrestling.
0: My daughter is thirteen years old. When the first time my daughter saw John Cena with me while we were watching years and years and years ago, four, five, six, seven, how many years ago? She said, oh, that's John Cena. I said, oh, you know him? He said, she said, yeah,
1: he's on Nickelodeon. She didn't know. Yeah, and you walked away, solitary <laughs> tear, rolling down your ass.
0: I was so disappointed. I was massively disappointed.
2: I, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I had to explain <laughs> to her and immediately showed her some stuff. Maybe he's been wrestling since 2002. So, there's, so he's one of those people like The Rock, like Ric Flair, like Hogan and Austin and Taker, and to a lesser extent, people like Michaels and Hunter and Foley, but that almost transcend wrestling. Sin so definitely does. Now, ask yourself, can you see a little kid walking down just walking down there's black people in Stevenage, right? So Martin Luther King Avenue yeah, in Stevenage. all no, I was <laughs> Walking down Main Street and Stevenage, and and they have on a Baron Corbin shirt, then you got me. Then you can have this conversation. Yeah. But John, a John Cena shirt is just no different than wearing Nike or, you know what I'm saying? Because it's he's so beyond what wrestling is. Yeah, for sure.
1: Five ninety-nine per month. Get your free trial today at PowerSlam.tv.
2: Go to Powerslam.tv promo code chairshot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv promo code chair shot.
1: shot.com. Always use your head.
0: Max Lord Lord Max. Okay,
1: so I I will absolutely concede both your points about how um if the timeline is is skewed they, the 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 or vince uh potentially misses on on creating hulkamania potentially misses on on things like the 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 rock and wrestling um potentially misses that 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 fulcrum that that makes wrestling massive and mainstream but i also think that vince has got enough um Enough business acumen that he can spot other opportunities for other big stars, uh, other mainstream crossovers. This is not like it's only happened once and and it's never happened again. Vince has been able to to do these crossovers time and time again. He's been able to make these huge stars time and time again. Uh right now he, he's struggling, but the issue, the issue is more he wants the WWE to be the star, but he's had the likes of Hogan, huge star, Warrior was massive. Um, people like The Rock and Austin, Triple H, uh, Shawn Michaels, all big stars. Bret Hart, huge star in, in wrestling. So, this, whilst you can say the Hogan one, uh, and the Andre one can be classed as happy accidents, how many times do you do it before you give? vince's flowers to say that you have that business now to to keep doing this over and over again i, I not, think, maybe not to the level of hulk hogan but certainly sure. still have hats in in creating star after star after
0: star to tell me if i'm wrong Tali. but the one thing that vince has never been necessarily good at is cultivating his own Vince has always seemed to have been, have been an expert at taking something, taking an already existing thing and saying, let me figure out what works for you. And then I'll flip it and make it. like. What I mean is, Taker was me, Mark Callis. Taker existed a long time before WWE. Vince saw something in the dude and said, boom, there it is. Austin. Austin had to go through mo- multiple different gimmicks in his company. Right? So, that's the whole reason Triple, Triple H had to even think of the idea of NXT because we weren't thinking about that. We were so busy taking people from other companies and saying we'll make
1: you this. So I mean, am, am I, am sh- I wrong sh- in that thought? Surely you could say that about pretty much every, almost, almost all wrestlers. It's very rare that our wrestler is brought up in one company, and that company then is taken to the hearts of, of wrestling. How many wrestlers now, uh, today starting tiny back backyard promotions and then building sure. up? I, I, I
0: but I'm, 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 I'm speaking less on the company that they came from in the same company, and I'm speaking more of Vince taking an already polished product and putting some shine on it.
2: And it's going somewhere. Yeah. Vin, That's Vin, what I mean. Vince, you're, you're absolutely right. Vin, Vince is a visionary. He's not an inventor. Boom. Hold on. Can we, take a, can we stop for
0: a second? That's, <laughs> That's really fucking deep. Really good.
2: See, I, ne- I never got praise like that from from you, max when we were when we, when it was just us you, two. You, you never
1: dropped uh, intellectual bombs like that <laughs> when it was just <laughs> us two.
2: But 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 anyway, and again, Hogan's the perfect perfect picture. Like you say, Hogan, Hogan was already, already established. Okay. He wasn't Hulkamania and all that, but it was already established. He just knew how to make it better. He knew what he knows. He can see the good stuff, which he could see in his father's company. And he knew how to make that more popular and how, and how to make it bigger. And I think one of the big things about what Vince did, which is another reason why I don't think it goes mainstream. And I was just touching on it with the John Cena bit is he saw very early on the importance of kids you you said you, you said ray that uh, in back in the 50s 60s it was a family event mm-hmm. wrestling i think probably 70s 80s that starts to go away a bit and it's more mm-hmm. it's more the men going to watch it mm-hmm. whereas uh whereas vince you know from from the moment from the moment he takes over in the 80s he really focuses on uh, on making it kid friendly obviously hulk hogan is a massive example warrior um up until the attitude era it, 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 there's a lot aimed at kids as well as adults when when did you get into professional wrestling what age were you
0: I was 6 so this was a 19 I was 6 or 7 so 1995 ish
2: yeah Max yeah around 8 around mean me the same 7, 8, 9 that's what, Vin, that's what Vince got spot on mm-hmm. get them in as kids keep them for life or you know keep 50% of them for life
1: and, and and that's that's the whole kind of uh, philosophy behind WWE now, and yeah, that that's what always kind of uh, tickles me about the 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 internet wrestling community, the fact that WWE is not aimed at them, they're teenagers onwards. WWE, have, uh, and you're a tertiary or a, a secondary uh, financial stream to WWE. They are aiming to get kids in young, get them hooked. Uh, and then kind of grow with, with the kids uh medias comedians over,
0: like us who yeah. still talk about this shit yeah
1: it's, it's it's only that kind of period uh from from ninety seven to two thousand five ish where um kids weren't the main aim because and that was because um WCW had, had pushed for a more reality based. They did, did aim for the the kind of like young males using sex appeal and stuff like that. And Vince saw the writing was on the wall. He needed to change, uh, and that's that's um, that's the, the 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 demographic he went for. But as soon as that was over, what happened? He went straight back to to push in uh, a more uh, kid friendly product because yeah. that's where he knows the bread and butter is get the kids hooked young. They then uh, pass their uh, fandom onto their kids and you get this uh, conveyor belt of, of, of fans.
0: And kid-friendly breeds what, ladies and gentlemen? Sponsorship.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Toy sponsorship. Candy sponsorships. Yep, it's that's where the money is. Ice cream bars. <laughs> so, uh, I would let you just say I'm rich enough to make my
0: own, but that's another conversation. <laughs>
1: So um, before before you guys get uh, to to your final points, I want to just go back to my timeline, and I, I do concede you both make excellent points about uh, about uh, the stars of the, of the time and missing missing the boat on some some pivotal moments. But uh, I just want to kind of get my uh, my thoughts and my viewpoint um, uh, out in the ether before we we kind of start wrapping up. Um, so so I've basically, t- you want to read your essay that you wrote your your well, my knowledge. your thousand word essay because <laughs> essentially i've got three outcomes uh, of what happens uh they're all relatively short so i won't i won't kind of bore you to tears Take um, Take but um in my in my um in my timeline I, I still believe that vince would would be the uh the owner of the, the biggest company uh it would have t- taken um uh, more time for him to get there um but I think that this kind of uh, the the caveat that I threw in about uh, the NWA um, kind of spotting that uh, Vince was doing this and, and kind of reacting to it um, that led me to to three different kind of outcomes. So one, which I thought that was the most likely, and you two have kind of like convinced me otherwise with with your points. Um, I thought that Vince and his his kind of ethics were ignored until it was too late and that uh, we see vince still be able to uh pull off uh this this rug pull of of buying out all the the promotions getting the tv syndication getting the sponsorship and, and essentially becoming the biggest company in in the game uh the the other um the the second one that i came up with was that the the members of the nwa uh clock what vince is doing uh and they start making counter moves to protect their 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 way of business, uh essentially closing ranks. Um and I, I can I could foresee him being ostracized from uh, the the wrestling uh mm-hmm. community suppose uh to the point where um they essentially strangle his his rogue promotion. They they limit where he can he can promote. They they essentially uh, do uh, deals within uh, within the NWA and within the the TV companies uh, to make sure that Vince is not able to to grow and and kind of like overshadow the rest of the companies. Uh, but and the last one um, is that somebody from within that NWA uh, organization sees what Vince is doing uh, and takes inspiration from it and using their uh, higher kind of uh gravitas or their standing within the wrestling world they follow a similar kind of path to to what vince is doing they start buying over promotions they start getting better tv deals they start pushing for more advertising uh and they form the company that that sits atop the wrestling world um and ray kind of uh mentioned him earlier uh the the two or three people who i think that would would have done this would have been bill watts or it would have been the the crockets i think uh jim and, and david crockett were already uh seen as the biggest spenders in 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 the wrestling business i mean there's the the tales of him buying aeroplanes so he can fly his, his uh his wrestlers to and from arenas um so i think that in that third kind of a scenario uh, jim and david crockett Essentially, start doing what Vince is doing, uh, and they start buying up the, the promotions, they uh quietly strangle the competition, uh, and they start doing more and more of the super shows that they were doing, more and more of uh, of uh, uh combining the, the territories to the point where Jim Crockett promotions becomes the WWF, so or basically WCW,
0: but yeah,
1: yeah, Which,
2: yeah, interesting. Well. Do, do we do we all do we all agree that um, WCW that never exists if Vince is there's a need for it too
0: there's no need for it too no because yeah, exactly. to, WCW was was born off the idea that NWA was basically done.
2: Well,
1: not only that, it was also um, the spark was lit when Vince essentially went behind Turner's back to to get to get TV time on Turner Station and uh, I, I think Turner would have been quite happy with uh providing other companies uh this uh this slot for for wrestling because um at that time pretty much every major company was on on uh the, the TBS Superstation. I think we had c uh the uh, cWwc was on there AWA was on there um uh, CWF was on there uh, Jim Crockett promotion w- w- was on there uh I think without vince, Going behind, turn us back to bad, uh, Georgia Championship Wrestling. He wouldn't have any need to to get into bed with uh, with Jim Crockett to form a company. He would just be happy giving them a platform to to show off their own uh, promotions.
2: Yeah, yeah, good point. I, th- I think uh, go back to your your previous point. I, th- I think I think you may be right. If if, if you know if Vince doesn't 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 take over um wwf i I, I think you'd actually see it become very very messy like you say people um other promoters kind of uh shadowing vince's moves and i think you get this because because you know things within within the nwa were quite tense anyway um full of power plays it was very, a very two-faced organisation. Yeah. There
1: was a lot of kind of like duplicitiveness and uh, backstabbing in, 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 in the NWA as it were.
2: Yeah, so I think you'd have, a in, in your scenario that I think that you drew up there, which I think is a very realistic one that could happen through the 80s, I think you have all of these promoters eating each other basically to the detriment of the industry.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. So one of my points earlier was that it, the NWA would become the main promotion but be more condensed. And yeah. the the first thought process was that it wouldn't have happened because NW, if, if NWA hadn't already done it before, why would they do it now? My thought process on, on thinking that was kind of lock and step of what you just said, Mags, was that if Vince didn't do it or if Vince had tried to do it, they would have seen it or peeped it or had the idea of, you know what? Well, let's get him before he gets us. Or this is the this is what what's coming next. We have to do this for the good of our of our business. They <laughs> were so shook by Vince doing it when he did it and how he did it, and Vince had the gravitas and the mean machine behind him. Pardon the pun. You'll get that if you're an American. Mean machine. Uh, you know the the the, the movie, but um, that it, almost they had no chance. AWA was dead. It's a rook pull. It was a rook pull. Yeah, exactly. The only one that had a shot was Crackett that ended up becoming the home of the NWA, which ended up becoming WCW. But all the, Watts tried his best to fight it off. Mm-hmm. And he actually made some headway for a while because Texas is so loyal. And because he was able to get all the other Texas little fiefdoms, Houston Wrestling, whatever Dory Funk and them and the Funks were doing out in, in West Texas to kind of almost help him in a way and they remember they had they had uh world class had the espn deal but ultimately it was too big of a train coming from new york yeah so it was it was
1: too late vince vince uh had snapped everybody at the right time that there was no um there was no time for them to react I mean, like yep. I said, the only one who really kind of put up a lot of, of of effort was was Jim Crockett to the point he put himself in debt to try and compete. Uh, essentially then having to to sell up, uh, which leads to the creation of, of WCW. And that obviously leads down a whole of a rabbit hole with uh with uh, what happened there. So let me hear
0: hit- Four and five. Four is gonna be super fast because it's all gonna be like always gonna be like yes, yeah, right. I think four is that.
1: <laughs> that's awfully confident.
0: <laughs> well, okay. Tell me if I'm wrong. Number four is kayfabe will still be alive. Hmm. Really? Uh, the I don't the know. size shock me. The only reason kayfabe is not alive to this day is because Vince killed it.
1: I, no, I don't know I, I i think that that's a totally different argument i think that's more uh for me at least KF is dad because of the the influx of social media the influx of uh of the we, internet
0: yeah but that's now i'm talking way back then when vince came out in what was it 97 and said we're gonna stop uh insulting your intelligence this is a scripted show. These are actors playing essentially roles and so on and so forth, which is the actual beginning of the Attitude Era. Before that, the e- only e- thing that ever made people know wrestling was real was was scripted essentially was the steroid trials. Steroid trials don't happen if we go down this 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 what if rabbit hole cuz Vince isn't in business.
1: I mean, yeah. Uh, again, I think this is a a point where where the timeline would skew. I think we would always eventually get to the uh, the 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 point in time where wrestling fans knew it was scripted because hmm. the 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 kind of like the push for, for the internet was happening in, in, the, in the 90s. People were, were already knowing uh, about the, the shows being taped. Um, so it's, it's, it doesn't take a, a great leap to to realise, well, if these shows are taped, does that mean that, that they knew what was going to happen? Uh, I think that, that we eventually still get to the point where we understand that this is a scripted show.
0: What so? would a would a better statement, Tali? What do you think? Would a better statement be saying? Not that kayfabe would still be alive, but that kayfabe would still be adhered to. Would that be a better statement?
2: Yeah, I, I I think, yeah, I think I think wrestlers would do more to adhere to it. I, I I think you're right. I I I mean, I personally I think what not completely killed kayfabe, but did a lot of the damage. What was just syndication and being on tv because wrestling watching wrestling on tv is a completely different experience to watching wrestling live when you watch wrestling live it does look very real when you watch it on tv you can start to see the particularly when you add in replays and stuff like that you you can start to see the threads coming apart a bit i think i think actually that's where kayfabe ends um and, and then, as, as you say, Vince blows it apart in 97 and then social media just rips it completely to shreds. And I, th- I think social media's done the most damage of the three.
1: Yeah, that's, that is a great point about, uh, about TV. I mean, how many times do you watch a match uh, now or even when you were uh, uh, more newer in your wrestling fandom and you see the wrestlers talking with each other and you know that they're working their way through a match or you see somebody blading... Or you see uh, a referee throwing an X up, um, you you kind of then start realizing that these guys are working together to put on an entertainment show.
2: Yeah, and you can't possibly see that from Rose Ed in exactly in uh, t- tell me an American arena. I don't know. I can't name one off the top of my head. <laughs> Jordan Staples Dome Center. or whatever. Yeah, you can't see it what'd from you, there. What'd you
1: say? What'd you say, Max? The Staples Center.
0: Not Staples Center no more.
1: Oh no no! It's changed. is it the crypto
2: Crypto.com.
0: Oh no! Really? Yes yes.
1: And they've got a, is it a two hundred a two hundred year deal or something like that? Isn't it? It's a, a long term no, deal. It's two hundred million dollars. Oh no! It's for a lot of money, but for the deal is a, a long term uh, contract. Most most stadium rights to, uh, deals are usually. 10, 15
0: years. I think there's like 25 years or something like that. It's it's crazy, but it's not outside of the realm of possibility. So it's, uh so It's called the Crypto
2: Stadium, but uh they've sponsored it
0: in dollars. <laughs> They're paid in Bitcoin. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's funny. So uh, they, you got to scan your Coinbase a, account to get in there.
1: The deal is for $700 million, and it's a 20-year deal. And
0: that's 20 years pretty standard for naming rights here. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it is there, but y'all don't have naming
2: rights there.
1: We, yeah, it's, we do. it's, it's, it's happening now, it's happening a hell of a lot now. The, what started the ad started it? The, started it? the, no, the no, Welsh
2: no. Stadium's the Principality Stadium, it's been that since, um, I don't know, 2010, but maybe something like
0: that. Forgive my ignorance, but is the Principality like a company?
2: Yeah, so it's okay. uh. It's a bank, isn't it? I think, or an insurance yeah, company, I, something like that. When I, when I think
0: of Old Trafford or Goodison Park, like Goodison Park,
1: is Goodison a company? No, Goodison no. Park is is the name of the the stadium,
0: right? But I'm not, saying Goodison isn't a company. Goodison is probably just either a person that owns it or the
1: area it's in. I believe, yes, right? It, um, I, I, it's not. I don't think it's any of them. Um, because the the area that it's in is actually Stanley Park. Okay. Um, yeah, but the, but it's not. It's certainly not named after a company or after a person. It's a. It's there's no kind of financial benefit to be for it being called Goodison Park. Here, everything is even the college stadiums. Oh yeah, so, there's 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 like Smoothie King stadiums and stuff like that's that. In New, that's in New Orleans. Shout out to New Orleans.
2: <laughs> We've still only got a handful, really, at the moment, haven't we? But it's yeah. definitely going down that route.
0: And they're all in London or Manchester. I I would bet that they or Newcastle.
1: No, Newcastle yet. Yeah. Newcastle was the 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 major one in the Premier League uh, with Mark Ashley on his Sports Direct. Shout out to oh. his giant mugs. Bye, Mike. <laughs> bye, Mike
0: Ashley. <laughs> okay, w- w- so for for the record, you guys have convinced me that I'm wrong. I still think it would be a year or too more, but you, yeah, the point of it being on television, which would would kill a lot of that. So great point. My last one is, and then I'll see the, I'll see the floor to you gentlemen. So we've talked a lot about the NWA. NWA was probably the only real, I don't say threat, but the only real competition to WWF as we knew it, right? You made a very, you made a very, first of all, the beginning of your history lesson was I really hope, maybe we'll clip it because I really, all jokes aside, that's something that's really important for people to know. People don't may not know the history of how we got to this point.
1: Yeah, and and, and I like to think I'm a a, a relatively educated wrestling fan. Uh, and there was a lot of details in this that that I was certainly unaware of. So Thanks. I can Im- I can imagine uh, a less a more casual wrestling fan wouldn't have the first clue of of what went on. So I think it was important to to kind of put them details in. And there's still also a lot of details that I missed out because I would have been here for for hours, absolute yeah. hours for for the deals and and the kind of like um, the way Vince went about business.
0: Well, Badlands After Hours will come out this weekend, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> where it's just mags talking to you with the dull set tones, letting you know the history of professional wrestling. No. Um, so, in it, you mentioned that the WWF was a part of the NWA mm-hmm. until Vince Sr. broke them out.
1: And then went back in about eight years later.
0: Sure. But eventually, they finally separated and did their own thing, right? Mm-hmm. My fifth and final point is that the WWF would become and stay a member of the nwa so essentially to be nwa new york Um, and so i I mentioned that i thought that nwa would do the kind of the global global local national localization thing so we're talking nwa new york essentially wwf nwa mid-atlantic which essentially is going to be jim crockett nwa florida which is essentially championship wrestling from florida uh, eddie gilbert tampa Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, NWA Georgia, which is Georgia Championship Wrestling NWA Texas, world class, and I'm sure all of the the freedom's there would have to come together. NWA Mid-South, which is what we know that to be, Harley Race Kansas City, Missouri, St. Louis area. NWA Minneapolis or Great Plains Gagne would have to join in, right? NWA Canada Stampede and, uh, Stu Hart. And I think we would have NWA California. You could either go, uh, big time wrestling in San Francisco or, or NWA Hollywood, whichever one you want to choose. Cause whoever the NWA backs is going to take over the entire state. Mm-hmm. But I, and I think that would be all of these egos and heads would have to sit down together and say, look, if we want to make real money in the professional wrestling business, we want to extend this business and not just keep doing what we're doing and not just keep touring. But we have a whole new medium now with cable television starting. We have a whole new medium now with pay-per-view be growing. Starcade, remember, Starcade came out before WrestleMania, ladies and gentlemen. Starcade has shown us that there is a very big possibility we can make money doing super shows. So let's figure out a way to have one home base and let's do this the right way instead of having every little small promotion uh join us so we can send them one of our guys and and i think the 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 catalyst for doing all that would be wwf joining the end the, the nwa and i think nwa i think the way we we see wrestling now would be so different because for example i'm in texas so i think essentially N.W. There'd be N.W. There'd be N.W.A. Using the terminology now, NWA Power would be the main two-hour show of the main promotion, and throughout the show, they would have an interview from uh, 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 Paul the Paul the Punisher Tali, who's the <laughs> champion of N.W.A. Canada driving that company into the ground. (laughs) (laughs) oh, so on and so forth. And find a way to make them all relevant. But know that the big money is here. No different than what NXT calls up to Raw or SmackDown. The people in NXT are still important. And there's a way to watch them. But the most important is when they're on the big show. Well, the big show would be Mm -hmm. NWA proper. NWA wild side or power whatever it is but these other companies they make money and they can tour in places that the main show can't tour and then when we need a new guy to come up or some guys reached so far we'll bring him up and we can send that other person down i think an idea like that global localization for nxt would have worked fantastic if aw didn't murder it but i think that idea could work fantastically if there isn't a conglomerate monopoly fucking destroying the whole damn wrestling world like WWE did.
1: I mean, it, in in terms of business, that, that makes sense. Everybody gets protected. Everybody gets their, their slice of the pie. I think um, in terms of fans, there may be issues. Sure. Sure. That's going to be the biggest issue of it. It's
0: But, again, Vince didn't give a fuck, so why would they? But that's going to be the biggest issue because every group. Houston Wrestling was owned by this guy named Paul Bosch. And for it to be just a citywide territory, it's looked at very fondly because we had so – I mean, Dick Murdoch and Ted DiBiase before it was Million Dollar Man and The Missing Link and, and, and Flair. So many great people did work down here. And it's it's so revered here in Texas, but that's just one little bit, of, one little small little promotion. It's nothing close to world class, nothing close to uh, Amarillo, nothing close to Southwest, but we love it, right? So imagine the fans of Houston wrestling going to be upset when Houston wrestling is gone and now everybody got to watch world class. It was going to happen regardless.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I think um, the issue that I would have, uh, and I'm sure a lot of fans watching that that product would have, is if you're in the catchment area for for the a certain show, for like for the main NWA show, uh, and you're getting snippets from these other promotions, and you're interested in those other promotions, but you can't see those shows because they're only syndicated in their area. That that to me would be frustrating if i if i was in georgia and i saw um something from nwa indiana and i thought oh that looks interesting i'd like to see what happens uh with that storyline and then you, you get nothing you get a 10 minute segment or one match i'd be frustrated that that's being kept away from me because of geography
0: let me read to it real quick and i'll give it back to you tally if we're talking about the time period in which this happened or would have happened, I'm not talking about this is happening in 2021. I'm talking about the time period in which we're talking the mid, the early 80s to the mid 80s and so on and so forth. They didn't know anyway. The only reason people knew what was happening to other companies was because Vince went, went uh, global and the rest and the and the and the, the um, trader mags.
1: Yeah, and and I, um, I I understand that point, but if you're then saying, oh, but there's these other companies that we're all involved in. Here's a snippet of it. Cool. How do I get to see more of that? Well, you can't. So I'm just I'm just I'm just tickling your balls. And come you, with you... the money,
0: big dog. If you spit, if if you if you hit that nine 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 ninety nine ninety nine on on the hotline with Dean Okerlund. We'll send you a tape, brother, brother, (laughs) for forty nine ninety
2: nine, twenty nine ninety nine shipping and handling.
1: But, but as a fan, that I know that that would frustrate me in particular because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a storyline guy. I'd like to, um, to to know why the wrestlers are in the feud that they're in. What what's kind of uh, coming uh, further down the park? Um, I would be massively frustrated if I got to see watch a. Uh, a missing link versus teddy DiBiase match and then nothing else afterwards and I'm like, wow what what's the follow up what's the what's the story tune in next week to, to see it oh I can't because I don't live in Amarillo I live in Moys or Boys Indiana or whatever it's called and I'll well, I, 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 well, Idaho but it's a good try <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's I think that's that's more an overarching uh, issue that I have with American TV in general. Uh, here in the UK, everybody uh, well, ninety nine percent of the population has access to the same channels, uh, the same core group of channels. Uh, and still in the US now, there's there's parts of uh, the country that that can't get certain channels, and there's parts that that can't get other channels. It's that's something I've always found if weird. You come, I suppose
0: if you come yeah. with that, if you come with that money, big dog, you can get whatever you want. <laughs> this is America. <laughs>
2: But uh, you're you're right, Max. We we've obviously had that frustration uh, being British-based um, wrestling fans, and it you could say anyone could have solved it, but 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 it was again Vince who solved it by setting up Coliseum Home Video. Mm-hmm. So before we we only had snippets of WWF um, back in the day. We had clip, watch we
1: had a clip shows. We essentially Cl- had clip shows
2: clip shows where you learn sod already or like you say you'd get a taster of it like you're suggesting you'd get on the on an nwa power show but then you wouldn't ever see the match you wouldn't know what happened unless you got hold of a magazine or something mm-hmm. so then it was coliseum home video that well essentially i'm g- g- gonna go down another path here but opened up the uk for wwf so it's not just america but suddenly it becomes global um because I'm always going to put a bit of a UK slant on, on, on these, what ifs understood. And WWF was a massive part of, um, Sky TV's strategy here. So the, their big thing was the premier league, but their second biggest selling point was, was WWF and they made it, they made it. So I think, so I think if Vince doesn't take, if Vince doesn't take over WWF and, uh, and create what he created. Actually, the British scene was dying on his ass. The British scene was over. It wasn't on TV anymore. You'd no. still have your local shows with 50 people turning up.
1: You certainly wouldn't have a fake Undertaker rocking up to the exactly. well, park. Well, <laughs> yeah, shows
2: shows in the 90s were like that. Fake Undertaker versus fake Brett Art versus yeah. people pretending to be those wrestlers. <laughs> but but it's really WF getting on Sky and Sky putting so much money behind it and and uh and um promotion behind it that actually kickstarts the, the the brit rest revolution you get 20 years later because mm-hmm. all of all of the the british wrestling super superstar british wrestling styles you've got now they are children of wrestling kind pants, of the yeah. attitude the attitude era and the uh, the the new generation era um so I think I think it has a knock-on effect over here in Brit- over here in Britain, which is a massive market for wrestling purely because purely because of Vince.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's a great point.
0: Agree. Yes, with, with my fantastic UK uh,
2: <laughs> citizenship. Well, you wouldn't be speaking to us, would you? Yeah. Because we wouldn't, well, uh, we wouldn't be wrestling KFA,
1: fans. Yeah, yeah. KFA wouldn't even be a thing here. Because wrestling was, wouldn't really be a thing. There would there would have been a way for us to fight each other.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, just going back going back to Ray's point because I didn't actually answer that. I answered uh, Maxie's point on that. Um, yeah, I think I I think I could see that happening, but I c- I can't see it working. Because be, be co- two reasons. I think you're spreading your talent too thin. whether they've, because if you've got a main NWA show, all your superstars are going to be on that every week. So that NWA system of them going out and, you know, Ric Flair defending the title in each territory, that doesn't happen anymore because, because he's been safer than the main TV show. So I, th- I think the popularity of all those satellite divisions goes down.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: those promoters get unhappy, and as we said throughout the whole episode, the NWA was fractious as it was. So you just get, you just get, you just get it pulling pulling itself apart. I think, so, but uh, but I, I do think, I do think that potentially would have would have happened if we're talking about what if. I don't think it would have been a success, but I think it's very likely that what you said would have happened.
0: So what if you flip it like this? Instead of having one centralized main show. What if you, NWA followed, uh, NWA made one promotion mm-hmm. home for three months and then they flipped to another promotion that was home for three months and they still did how we did it. You follow that promotion and had snippets from the other ones just to kind of get give you an idea of what's happening or let you know the stars that you should know about. But that way, every promotion can say, oh, we're on the map. So we're in, so Stampede is in Calgary. We're in Calgary for three months. So we're going to make the we're going to make the roads Calgary to Alberta, Cal, Edmonton, Winnipeg and all this shit. And then three months later, boom, we're gone to to Minnesota. So we're in Minneapolis and we'll hit Detroit and we'll hit Milwaukee and this and that three months. And boom, we hit New York and we'll hit New York and Boston and Toronto. And then three months, boom, and we're in Charlotte. So now we're going to go to Charlotte and uh, Virginia and D.C. and so on and so forth. Would that be more plausible
1: from a fair perspective? I, I don't know if that's workable. Okay. I think if... Because there were so many... Uh, America is such a huge place that there'd be so many different territories that you would probably be the the lead territory for three months in every three years if you would be oh, going around. Right. Um, so you would then... Um, become a lapsed fan because you're only uh, seeing those big stars for, for three of those months. And then after that, it's your local uh, wrestling talent. Your your kind of, um, your attention would, would waver. I think if you're not going to see Ric Flair for another two and a half years, you're going to find something
2: else to, to be a fan of, I think. Yeah. I think the main show would have to tour like, Modern day I, WWF, but but, but, but but when did WWF start doing WWE start start doing that? That wasn't until when when did they start touring the TV show?
1: I think um, I think it's
2: the, the late, Yeah, because the the they were in the Manhattan Center for ages, weren't they?
1: They they certainly touring when uh, uh, on the shows that we're on in the in uh, Changing Attitude, and and they were touring a little bit before that. So I'd say probably early 90s is when it, it, they started to really push with with, yeah. with touring
2: so, so i feel like for ray's NW, nwa idea to work i think you would have to have a touring schedule regular across all the territories but you're doing that what 10 15 years before the massive wf did it yeah.
1: well, and, I like Ray's idea. Don't get me wrong. I, I yeah, like yeah. the the kind of uh the, the 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 territories being in sync and working together rather than kind of like battling each other, but I still think it leads to the point where we're at now where there is one overarching main company and everybody else is either feeding off the scraps or is underneath that company's umbrella. So I think oh. we even get to the point where we have our wrestling network, our wrestling channel uh or which whichever way you kind of wanted to branch it out where all the companies are able to to show their product nationally um because uh, i would still have this massive issue about not being able to see uh a wrestling product because i'm in a different location that would that would boil my piss Um, well
0: if if, that's a hell of a fucking term my god visual um (laughs) Turner is involved here. Yeah. Turner made networks just for the for the damn Braves. Yeah. So I mean, TNT could might might be in WA. I think happens television. Um, there was one other thing I wanted to ask you guys or mention. It slipped my mind, I think. But you guys all made great. Oh, this is what it was. And I hate to say this because I'm a fan and I'm very lucky and blessed to live in the fourth biggest city in the country, and like one of the top hundred in the world. So we get everything here. But sometimes you're just going to have to res- resign yourself as a fan that your shit ain't just going to come to your city all the time. It's, 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 right? Like my, my like my homies in Cheyenne, Wy- she- in Cheyenne, Wyoming, just got to understand. You're not getting no wrestling shows very often, bruh
1: it is what it is i understand that and and i'm not talking about a tour coming to uh the tiniest towns of 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 each uh of each area what i'm talking about is if if you're having a a syndicated tv program that's available uh to the majority of the country and you're only seeing a snippet of what is happening in one certain wrestling promotion yeah that would annoy me that i can't enjoy the rest of that promotion that that would be the issue i have i mean i understand that that's something americans have to deal with because of logistics uh, yeah. But as someone who's been spoiled, I suppose, by uh, living in a country that's a quarter of the size of Texas, that uh, all the channels that are available to me in the top end of the country are available to um, Paul in the black country, are available to people uh, in in London. So I can still see the same wrestling programs that they can see. That that I think I've, I have been spoiled by that. But it would annoy me if I wasn't able to do that. Hey Paul.
2: Yeah.
0: Would that snippet bother you if it was Shoto Amino?
2: <laughs> well, if I if I got a show Amino promo, but I couldn't see the match.
0: Well, just whatever the snippet was. If if it was him walking to the damn ring, if I don't, whatever it was. I just know you know Shot Amino. Then is, they go, is your and, let's, love.
1: and let's cut to wrestling in Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd
2: be like, No, shooter no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that that that'd be very annoying. Do you guys have any
0: other any other thoughts or any other points you want to get out? Because I'm finished. I'm, um, I am. I think we I can am, come to the conclusion oof. that NWA is gonna be probably the leading horse here. But I don't. I I think we all made have different opinions on if they stay number one or if they branch out. And because I don't, I can't see one company being if Vincent doing it. I can see one company controlling the world anymore i'm, I'm sorry matt go ahead
1: yeah uh, for me there's there there seems to be two kind of overarching storylines that, we, that we've we've kind of formulated one that in some way shape or form uh vince still does uh still does run a huge company maybe not to the the size that it that it is but he's still uh he's involved in the rest of business or two um the nwa uh kind of take um take almost inspiration from from uh from vince and um kind of do a similar kind of pathway to to syndication to getting the product on a on a more national um balanced scale i suppose but uh yeah it it was certainly an interesting topic
2: yeah my 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 takeaway from it is uh, there's so many good points from everyone uh my my takeaway is that I think the the time and the technology necessitated a Vince McMahon and that's what created let's call it sports entertainment. Um
1: so essentially a lightning in a bottle scenario where yeah you know, everything yeah. was was the perfect environment.
2: Exactly. And I think any other scenario wouldn't have created sports entertainment. And perhaps people People perhaps perhaps we would have preferred that, but it it just it just wouldn't it just wouldn't look the same. It'd look completely different.
0: My brother, professional fresh professional wrestling makes millions. Sports entertainment makes billions. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, um, I, I don't think we're going to get a consensus. Uh, certainly, because we have totally different mindsets and, and totally different viewpoints. And that's again, we we said it last week. But that's the the subjectivity of of these storylines that we don't know the definitive answer. Um, but I, is, I,
0: I would hope we wouldn't get consensus after these Because that's the fun part
1: I mean that's going to be a very I mean we've got what two hours nearly But it's going to be a very short show when we go I agree with all of your points Okay then see you next week That being said It's time for my for first ever topic um, And I'm actually going to um, Focus on one specific event um one that i think is is often overlooked as as perhaps one of the more important events in in wrestling history uh, there was a lot of uh, it led to a massive domino effect in in um in a change of of who was the was the top guy uh, so i'm gonna go with what if the curtain call never happened Ooh, Ooh. Wow. We not yell hard with the first three. Oh. <laughs> Wait till we get to the 30th and we're what, what if John Cena didn't wear a baseball cap? <laughs> 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 That's good.
2: I mean, we did just touch upon whether Hulk, if Hulk Hogan never wore yellow and red, would he mm-hmm. yeah. So we've kind of already done that. Yeah. So nothing would have changed. It would have been the exactly <laughs> same.
1: Yeah, that's that's the 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 topic. I posit to you two. Uh, what that's if the curtain call never happened?
0: That's a good one. I like. That's really good. It. I, I got to call my boy uh, outside of curving Carl because he's the biggest Scott Hall fan alive, and I have to get some research now. I like this.
1: Interesting. I mean, and the the ways that you can go with this as well. You can focus on what happened in the WWF or You can focus on what happens in WCW. Um, you can focus on one particular wrestler or an overarch, so yeah, there's plenty of kind of that. Like, um, meat on this bone, I suppose. I like it, I like it. Um, this has been fun, certainly has. Um, but it's been awesome. It's, it's getting late, we, we've talked each other's of ears off, so uh, let's kind of uh. Hit the bricks, get some uh, social medias and, and plugs done, and, and get on out of it. So, you can follow me on the Twitters at Podfather Mags. You can follow this show at Badlands Pod. Uh, definitely go and check out uh, all the rest of the amazing content here on, on Chair Shot Radio. Um, we are just one of uh, a massive group of amazingly talented creators. So uh, definitely go and check uh, the, the rest of the content out. Check out the, the website as well. Uh, lots of uh, opinion and uh, analysis there for you. But more importantly, uh, go and check out Pro Wrestling Tees, uh, forward slash The Chair Shop because uh, these bills need to get paid. I need my foie gras. Uh, it's not cheap nowadays. Beluga uh, caviar. It's costing me a bomb. So please fund my lordship, with uh with those pro wrestling tees uh merchandises, um, it would be greatly appreciated. Um Pay us in Bitcoin. Mr. Ray Cash, do you wanna <laughs> let people know? Yeah, I mean I would happily take a Bitcoin. It's worth an absolute fortune. Um Mr. Ray Cash, do you wanna let us let the people know where they can find you?
0: Not especially. Brilliant.
1: Paul, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, I'm it's Ray Cash. R E Wise and Mysterio. C A S H. Truly, thank y'all for listening. And again, I know this this is coming out Thanksgiving evening here in America. Um, I don't mean to get all sentimental on you guys, but Badlands is one of the best shows on this on this fucking world in podcasting. And I'm honored that you allow me to be a part of it, and truly mean that. And clearly you can tell by, I mean, the, the storm of responses and happiness and joy to see Tali back, to see this show back. Just just to be a little part of it, man. This is truly one of the highlights of my week. Um I still love podcasting, but I don't get as excited for it as I used to because I do so much. I'm excited for this shit every week. So thank you.
1: I mean, no, the, we have to thank you because you – you kind of lit that fire under both uh and yeah. for bringing this yeah. this show back it, it it's it, it's the fact i of, was if, done i was done yeah and, and i wasn't done i had other projects <laughs> other projects to fill a badlands shaped hole inside me um and it never quite did it um Sorry, out there to educate uh, the <laughs> attitude and chain wrestling. Sorry for for shitting on you, but but no, um, yeah, I'm glad that, that this is uh this is has come back and you uh were pivotal in it happening. You was always one of our massive supporters. Every time we uh, we had you on the show, it was always great fun. Um, and behind the scenes, uh, you are one of the best people that we've ever uh, been in, involved with. Um, you. This happened because of you. This re, this kind of re, uh, return and revamp happened because of you. So, uh, even though this is essentially the third show that you've been part of the team, you, it, it's like you have been there from from day one. For uh, certainly from me, uh, and um, I'm glad that this is the way that we're going forward with it because it it feels feels right. It feels like this is how it should have been
0: remind me what your cash app is again so I can thank you.
1: you Venmo.
2: No, I I completely I completely agree. And I'm I'm to 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 steal the phrase from from you guys in America. I I am I'm really thankful for for you getting this back in motion, convincing us to come back. I'm thankful for for mags for wanting to bring it back as well. And this is I'm just having a blast every week absolutely loving it. I, f- I forgot how much I enjoyed this, how- enjoyed talking to Magsy, and, and, and I didn't realize how much I'd enjoy talking to you. Ray. It's been, I love it. And I can't wait for next week already. Speaking of which, Oh, here we go. Look <laughs> at right. that. I didn't even have to, I didn't even have to prompt him. This is, this is a
1: professional. Though. This hashtag is a professional,
2: journalism. Man. Yes. There go. you go. All right. If you haven't already, um, go over to your podcast provider of choice and subscribe to Cheershot radio where we'll be back next Thursday, um, talking all about what if the curtain call never happened. And as Magsy said, cause he stole all pretty much all of my bit earlier. Um, there, are, there's a plethora of amazing podcasts from lots of amazing people. Some of whose voices uh, are on this episode right now. Um, you head over to cheershot.com for all your hard-hitting pro wrestling news and opinion go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the cheer shop and buy your merch ready for christmas um and thank you so much for listening thank you for commenting as much as you've done please keep it up we'd love to hear what you think about uh what what if vince hadn't bought um wwf uh, or you can throw it for your ideas for for what ifs you'd like us to do in the future absolutely love hearing from every one of you so to so keep it up um we're at badlands pod Uh Magsie's at podfather mags ray cash is at it's ray cash i'm at ray counter so yeah hit us up and can't wait to speak to you next week always use your head god bless guys